you and and just the life that you've seen at Mizzou and you talked about how great that staff was and you know being brought in in these new roles like how have the best teams that you've been around what are some of the common denominators for success um I I mean I, it's all about culture and I know that that's like stereotypical um but I think like if you work in college football long enough because I used to like hear culture and be like yeah whatever it's about talent and it's about training um but I found that like no matter what college football program I was a part of deep down inside I knew how successful that team could be and like you try to lie to yourself and, and tell yourself but you know there's been teams and seasons I was a part of that deep down inside I knew that we were going to underperform because um, the culture wasn't right. Um, so sports psychology is is a huge deal mm. with us, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Coach Cause, like me, was a GA for Pat Ivy. Um, so oh, we wow. come from, you know, we, we had Dr. Rick McGuire, who was the head track coach at Mizzou, but he was also one of our instructors. And when he retired as the track coach, he moved on and established the sports psychology department um, with Mizzou Athletics. And so, uh, sports psychology is like a, like that's a that's a big part of it, and routinely educating the guys on it. Um, like nutrition and sports psych education are that's part of our culture at TCU. Um, I'm almost doing nutrition education especially early in the summer, it's like every single day. And as we get further along in the summer, I do less education and Coach Cos will dip in and do more sports psych education. Um, And then the sports psych just stays there, like all in season, um, really emphasizing, you know, there's a lot of different concepts you can get into with sports psych from like being able to focus, you know, but the the bottom the the initial foundation is what is your why? Mm. What's your motivation? Like that's the bottom of our sports psych pyramid. If you don't know your motivation, at the top is pain. And please do not misquote me. I I understand that training does not build mental toughness, but having new the sports psych education and the ability to tap into that can build mental toughness during tough training, you know? So anything worth having comes at a certain level of discomfort. Mm -hmm. If you don't know your motivation, you're not going to be able to go through the pain and discomfort to get something. So something that you said right there made me think you were, as you guys say, they're the first and the only that is a dietitian. That's, you know, also a strength coach. Do you, and I know. Coach, I just want to stop you right there. If there's someone else doing my job. Yeah, please let us know. Like we're not trying to. I know that there might be some people in the NFL, but to my knowledge, there's no one else in college football doing it. Taking a quick break from the show, everybody. Promise this will take less than 15 seconds. Friendly reminder, go ahead, hit that subscribe button below. It helps us out, and it helps you out by being notified whenever we have new content come out. So 
hit that subscribe button. And with this, let's get back to the show. So. Correct. And, and so I wasn't even trying to um, only highlight that. What I was trying to say is whether it's you and three, four other people, it's not the norm. Um, you know, rewind 10 years. I don't think most people thought that that would be the case. Like they didn't, it, it doesn't. Now what I'm saying is let's fast forward five, five, 10 years, sticking with what you said about sports psychology. Like, do you see a world where somebody could be a psychologist? They have a, an actual background in it and they're a strength and conditioning coach. Just going back to what we talked about with you having a good hand in nutrition and how often you're around the guys. Imagine that being a strength coach who has that background and can spot things and can be there. Yeah. I mean, I think that's where, I mean, that's uh, to a degree what Pat Ivey does. Really? In sports psychology. Um, That's freaking cool. In a different role now. Um, But yeah, going back to what I talked about initially, like continuing education was just part of the culture at Mizzou. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like Andrew Paul taught me this. He's the, the guy I talked about, the head performance coach with the Oklahoma City Thunder. He's a DPT and a certified strength coach. He was the one that really pushed me to stay in dietetic school. So any sort of dual role, I think, is the future of, of performance. And that's it's really – but the cool thing is there's there's a lot of niches you can find. Like you don't have to go to dietetic school. You know, you might – you might really be interested in sports psychology and you pursue that. Um, you know, there's physical therapy, DPT, um, or someone like you. Uh, I know you have a PhD. It's it's in like... Human Health and human performance is kind of like global. Right. Even something like that, having, you know, that, that credential. You know, that's interesting because that's something that I never even thought of. Like somebody that has the, you know, background and knowledge in clinical psychology and like, hey, this is how, like, because you said there, there's bonding when you do difficult things as a team. And there's, you know, the, the general ability to do something discomfortable um, to then apply it later on in your life. And then having somebody that is an expert in that domain while working in the physical domain, that just seems like a uh, kind of a no brainer. Um, right. But the problem is if you do that and then now you go and get a job that only pays $40,000 a year, you can't afford <laughs> you can't afford to not get hired there, no? Exactly. Um, listen, I appreciate it. You know, we're coming up on an hour already. Uh, the, the last question that we kind of have all of our, our guests on is what's kind of your soapbox uh, opportunity to kind of tell the world – about strength and conditioning, things where you see the field going, where you wish it would go. What, what's kind of your soapbox moment or soapbox statement to, to the world of s and I, I don't know, that's tough. Um, I feel like I hit on a lot of that already um, in terms of uh, like supplementation and, and buying into supplementing um, the right supplements, obviously. Um, shoot. Um, I guess one thing we could hit on, um, be our discussion we had the other day about, uh, 300s, right? No, go ahead. I was actually just reading, um, what's his face's book, the, the book win talking about, you know, like, um, cardiac output type work, like go ahead and, and, and fill in on the, the conversation we were having. Yeah. So, um, 
I would say that like sometimes you need to look at um, what Coach Kaz does a good job of um, saying all the time is that I don't want to be good at the drill. I want to get the benefit of the drill. Ooh. Okay. And so when you're looking at your selection of exercises or conditioning work or speed work, I think sometimes we get lost in being too specific. 